You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 11. Oh my gosh. I feel like I always say, I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode, but I really am so excited for you to listen to this episode. I think this episode is an absolute gift that Rachel has bestowed upon literally because it is such an important conversation and it is just so much permission. I think that it felt so timely to pick Rachel to be part of literally in this season of her life where she's balancing so many things. She's very far along in her pregnancy. She has all this stuff coming up and you know, so many of us are feeling that pull right now, depending on how COVID has changed your life, your business, your family's lives, uh, depending on what season of life you're in. I think that the conversation that we have on this episode is so valuable and so useful. And I am just in such deep gratitude to Rachel for being so transparent about it and bringing this to us because I think this will serve everyone that listens to it so deeply, whether you really relate to where she's at right now, to whether you have been there before or will be there again at some point in the future. Our conversation today on sustainability is really important to every business and every business owner. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. All right, what's going on? Well, I booked another call, so I'm very excited about that. It was with the woman who I have been talking to in uh, my Instagram DMs. So I just asked for the call and I got it. (laughs) So it was was neat to see that happen. And, you know, that was definitely a push out of my comfort zone, but a good one and – and good to see the evidence that, like, I can ask for it. So that was right? awesome. <laughs> um, and then I have a call, an intensive coming up with my new client next week. We've had to reschedule a couple times just because of life stuff. But we are on the books for Monday. So I'm excited about that and kicking things off with her. So, like, that's going really well. So something really cool is that Rachel did take the advice to give that woman in her DMs permission and was able to book a call off that. So that conversation from last week where we talked about giving people permission to take you up on a call, really good evidence here that that works. She has a new client starting on Monday. Like things are good. It's working. We're still going off that thread from last week that like you can really see how the small things add up. Like her showing up on stories caused that woman to keep reaching out. Her being in that conversation and then giving that person permission to get on the call caused her to book a call. Like all of those small little steps that we tend to write off or 
that don't seem big enough or important enough at the time, if you get really good at doing those over and over again, like this is truly a sales process and this is how you convert clients. So I think just really good to see those little things all clicking into place here because what I truly find over and over again in business is that it is those small things that we do on repeat that make a big difference. And so really beautiful to just see all of that coming together here. On the personal side of things, I've been in a lot of physical pain this week. Mm. I'm 32 weeks pregnant. I feel like my hips are going to fall off. Like everything hurts. It's been, I've been hobbling around. I told my husband last night, I'm like, I feel like I need a walker. Like this is, I'm hobbling around. So this week's been a little hard because, you know, I've been trying to really take care of myself and slow down. And I went and got a massage on Monday, which at a very safe place, they were being like had a ton of precautions and I trust this person and it felt very safe and it helped. But then like the next morning I was in as much pain as I was before. Mm-hmm. So there are things on the to-do list that just haven't happened and mostly like handing things off to my VA, getting everything together so she can help out with the challenge and so I'm trying not to beat myself up about that because I know if if I don't feel good, I'm not going to be able to to work, you know. <laughs> so I need to I need to make sure that I'm in a good place and take care of myself, which is something that's been hard for me to do in in the past. So. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder for you, like, is it sort of like whenever you're in one thing, you're always feeling like you should be in the other? Or is it just like that you're kind of feeling the pressure right now or a little bit of both? Or like what feels like the kind of most pressing thing there? I think it's a little bit of both. It's, you know, things have slowed down on the PR side, which is really good. Mm -hmm. But then having this annoying, like, pain pop up has, has been frustrating. And so I feel like... When I'm taking care of myself, I'm thinking about like, oh, gosh, well, I need to get stuff together so that I can run this challenge the week that I said I was going to do it. And and then when I'm, you know, working and not not feeling good, then there's like the maybe I should just go lay down or sit in the pool or, <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I think it is sort of when I'm in one thing, I'm thinking about the other, but also the like pressure I'm putting on myself and And also, you know, like I know I'm my own boss and I can push things and change things if I need to, but Mm -hmm. I've never really liked, (laughs) I've never really (laughs) liked to, I like making a plan and sticking to it. And so, so it's hard to deviate, you know, from the plan, but this is a, a special time also where things just necessitate change sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know, you're, you're in a difficult place in some sense and that like, we can say like, what's the difference? What's a week, but Mm -hmm. there kind of does feel like a difference for you right now. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that's part of it too. You know, I have this, uh, a real, very real timetable of, you know, a due date that, and then there, it's really a guest date because the baby could come really two weeks on either side of, of September 16th. So it's like, I, I'm also trying not to get in the place that I was last year with my business where I was feeling like, Oh God, I only have six months of, 
of my husband's severance and I need to book clients and get, you know, I've got to get things in order. And that just didn't feel like a good place to be operating from. And so I'm really trying to be aware of that now with sort of this other timeline of like, I'm going to have a baby pretty soon. And I, you know, I want the business to be in a good place, but also, you know, I'm planning on really only taking a month off from Blissful Budget and, but taking a full three months off of PR. So, I mean, there will be some space unless I'm being totally naive, which people with two or more children will probably laugh at me, but (laughs) (laughs) I think I will have some space, you know, after, after that month to focus on blissful budget, but I just don't want to get in that real graspy place again that I was in. Yeah. Something that comes up for me a little bit there is sort of like we almost, and I know this is really hard, so feel free to like tell me like fuck off too. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think that we almost want to get into that place where it doesn't necessarily feel so much like you're looking at it in in these like really tight time constraints. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I have X weeks whole baby and then I have, you know, X week of layover between PR and this before that. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because that's where I feel like the pressure really escalates there a little bit, right? Because it's like everything feels tight then. Mm -hmm. And everything feels like, what can I make happen in a month or whatever that is, right? What mm-hmm. can I make happen in three weeks kind of thing um, versus like, I'm in this business regardless. So right. it's more like, what can I like make sustainable? What comes mm-hmm. up for you there? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I feel like in the past, I really have put these tight time constraints on myself and they don't serve me well at all. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, to know that like this business is a long-term thing and, and yes, I'm having a baby and that, that will cause me to, to take some time off really. I mean, I feel like our last conversation was so helpful too, because even though I'm stepping away from the business for a month, my VA can keep things going and I can still be booking calls. They just won't happen till, you know, October, or early November. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thinking about that too, it's like, I don't have to put everything on pause. It's just, I'm going to be taking a little bit of time mm-hmm. away. And so that feels better because, you know, it's not like before when I was like, I have to make this work in six months. <laughs> You know, I've still got the PR business right now going. And even though, yes, I would have liked to be in a place where, like, I could have let that go completely by the time baby's born, like, it's okay that, I mean, I've been able to let a lot go and clear up a lot more space than I had before. So I feel like there's progress there too, but but I still have the, the steady income, you know, for that piece of it, for like this feeling safe piece of it. So let me give you a little thing here because that I think is like just really slight but important, which is like it almost feels like I either have to decide it's going to work in this tight timeline or I have to just totally decide it won't and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you notice how that gets like really <laughs> like all or nothing kind of yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like the win is, and this is really hard, of course, and we can talk about this more, but it's like that dichotomy of it being both, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, 
it's only July. Like, a lot could happen between now and September. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and it's okay either way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm still safe. I'm still fine. I'm still, you know, moving forward with this business. And so I feel like it's almost like holding that that space where, like, the opportunity exists for either, but you're okay no matter what. Mm-hmm. What what sort of comes up for you there? It feels good. I mean, I've, I've definitely operated that way as like all or nothing. And that feels pretty crappy <laughs> to, to operate <laughs> in that way. And it, you know, it also adds like that sense of, oh, gosh, well, if I don't do this by then, then I've failed. And it's not... Mm-hmm. It's not that at all. I mean, I've seen so much progress in the past few months. It may look like different progress than I thought it would, but I mean, I'm definitely building momentum. So I don't feel like it's as all or nothing anymore, but I can definitely like catch myself sometimes slipping back into that when I get Mm -hmm. real nervous about like, oh God, (laughs) there's nine weeks potentially till this baby comes. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I'll I'll have to catch myself when I when I slip back into that like like timeline. Mhm. So, but it feels it feels good to know like that it's okay. I mean, it's it's not an all or nothing thing and I, you know, I'm am building this business for the long term and I do have momentum and I'm seeing the results happen. Mm -hmm. And so I have to remind myself of that in those times where I start getting a little freaked out about (laughs) September 16th. So we had talked last week a little bit about all or nothing thinking. I think it's really showing up here too and just so good to see, which is like that thinking that we can get stuck in, which is like, you know, I get the result in a month or not at all versus results can come and I'm still in it even if they don't all come this month right? When it gets so black or white like that, that it has to be this month or nothing is when our stress escalates, when our anxiety really increases. And when we start to question everything, when we can stay in the belief that of course the results can come quickly and I'm still staying in it regardless, it's amazing how much things can shift. I have seen this one specific shift make the biggest difference for so many clients. I'm literally running through a list of clients in my head right now who when this clicked in for them, so much changed in their business because they just realized like, well, I'm still in it either way. So like, I'm just going to keep showing up and I'm going to let the pressure (laughs) dissipate around it. Or you can keep putting on the pressure over and over again, but it only makes it harder. It only makes the process more daunting, right? So really pay attention if you're doing that all or nothing thinking, if you're putting those really intense timelines on it, or if you're really allowing yourself to be in that place where you know the results are coming, but it doesn't mean that you have to stop if they don't come this month, this week, whatever our brains try to tell us, really check in with yourself around that. Totally. And I mean, I think like, it again, that's a little bit of a both too, where like, of mm-hmm. course you're getting freaked out. You're about to have a second child, right. like, right? Like yeah. that, it's totally okay. And it's just good to be in that remembering Mm-hmm. when you can too, yeah. right? Like that's the shift that like brings down the anxiety around it where mm-hmm. it's like, because then here's a good way to frame it, right? 
what you're kind of doing right now is when you feel in that anxiety, you're going, okay, but I have a two-month window where <laughs> I'm going to be back in blissful budget and I'm not going to yet be in PR. And so what can I make? Ha-? So yeah. it's almost like you're just moving the intensity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, we're just answering it with a different answer. So when you feel that anxiousness around September, instead of the answer being like, well, I have these two months, the answer is like, I'm on the right track. Like, this is working out. I have a client. I'm getting traction. I'm getting calls. I'm showing up. Like, we're good. So it's just a different response to that brain chatter. Does that feel true? Yeah. Yeah, that definitely does. And and that feels really good, Um, you know, reminding myself that I'm on the right track versus, like, reminding myself that (laughs) I can get it all done after the baby's born. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I think, you know, this is really counterintuitive advice, but I just want to talk about it for a second <laughs> because I, I feel like I I know your personality and I know that like that safety piece is super important that it is for me too. So I totally get it. <laughs> but I wonder if you were like, what if I did go back to PR after the baby? Like, what are my boundaries there? What does that look like? Like, can we even just decide what that looks like? So there's not so much uncertainty for you there. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think I've, I have fully funded my um, maternity leave fund. Uh, so, so good. Love it. I'm so proud yes, of you. Thank you. Um, so all of the hustle <laughs> paid off for the yep. past few months on the PR side. Um, and actually, I, I fully funded it early because I had done the math. Like, I thought I was still going to be adding to it through August, but mm. I paid it or I got it all saved last month. So like, I feel really good about taking three months off of PR because I have that money saved away for, for that so that we can, we'll be okay. And that I really want to hold that boundary and hold that space because I know after having my daughter, I think I tried to jump in a little too early and it was did not serve me well at all. I was, I mean, I was working at like till two in the morning Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, you know, babies sleep sporadically. They may sleep like four hours and then get up. So by the time I was ready to go to bed, the baby was up and that just wasn't realistic. And so, you know, I definitely need the time away from it, but I'm totally open though after those three months to, going back in if I need to and, and, you know, planning to go back at least for a little while to wrap things up unless there isn't a need to. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think giving myself those, those couple months to, to rest and, and focus on what I like, I'm really passionate about and spend time with family is going to feel really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you think it's almost like that fear of what happened before that's driving it a little bit? I think so. I mean, you know, we have an added little layer also where my husband right now is in a contract position and his contract runs out in September. <laughs> so mm. I already think it's through September. So mm. there's some uncertainty right now, too, about about his employment status and what that's going to look like. And I'm trying, though, not to let that impact 
too much of my decision making around around business, but it's there. Like it's definitely an underlying thing that's kind of there also. Cause then that'll that'll kind of change our financial situation a lot. Oh my gosh, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's enormous. I think that that's really helpful to just see because sometimes it's like the thing that we're trying not to think about mm-hmm. is the thing that's kind of like actually driving a lot of this, yeah, right? And so yeah. that totally makes sense why – I mean, that might even be why you're feeling the pressure even yeah, as much as baby, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of those things that I'll like try to push out of my mind, but I'm sure it's al- always there. <laughs> it's always there. So when you're trying to push it away, like what's the – like, what's the thought process that's backing that up? Are you like, whatever, I can't worry about it? Or are you like, oh, my God, that's stressful. I don't want to think about it. Or like, what's the like way that you kind of do that? Yeah, it's um, it's definitely it's definitely stressful. And it and it's one of those things that I really have no control over. So right. I'm like, we'll just have to cross that bridge when we come to it. But what I tend to do and what I've tended to do in the past is start to like, problem solve and troubleshoot, but it usually looks like, well, I'll just work full time then and support us. <laughs> and, and at this point, it's like, well, we have a baby coming and I, I need to take some time off. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll figure, we'll have to figure it out either way. Also, he could get hired on full time or his contract renewed again. Um, which they've done in the past. They keep extending it. So, you know, that could happen too. So it's like exhausting to go through all the scenarios. And and I feel like when I do go th- through the scenarios, that's when I start really compromising what I have decided to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to compromise that at all, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Like, it's almost like if you play it out, like the only – fix mm-hmm. I'm using hand quotations feels like well I'll just work all the time kind of thing mm-hmm. and you know you that doesn't feel like a, a strong option for you right now so then you're kind of like well I have no other option so I'm just gonna not think about it mm-hmm. yeah yeah do you feel like it is helping to not think about it or do you feel like it's probably just there creating anxiety under the surface even when you're trying not to like I, basically my point here is like mm-hmm. I don't want us to be like Let's dredge all this up if it's like really serving you right now. But if if it's feeling like eh, it's probably creating more than I think it is, then I think that's relevant. And I think it, it's probably creating more than I think it is, especially around like like having that timeline, right? And trying not mm-hmm. to put that timeline on myself. It's like another another hurdle, I guess. That's just there of like or a big question mark. <laughs> And in a in a time where there are a lot of question marks anyway about just life in general, you know, it's it's having that that sort of a, it is under the surface all the time. Mm-hmm. So one thing that comes up for me, and you just tell me if this everything here that we're going to play with is just like a, that actually makes me feel better. That makes me feel worse. Like it's not like this is a right answer. It's just like, Ooh, that feels good. Or like, Ooh, that actually feels super shitty. I'm not into that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, but one thing that comes up for me is almost like, and this is, this is hard, but hang with me for a second, which is almost like separating the business from that thought process. Mm -hmm. Right. And what I mean by that is, um, 
I always think it's interesting as entrepreneurs because we are in this like really beautiful situation where like things could change tomorrow or income is uncapped. Like, so we tend to put more pressure on the business for that exact reason. It feels like we see the business as the solution to the personal challenges, right? Right. But I wonder if like the separation here is important where it's like blissful budget is its own entity. Like I make decisions for blissful budget as a CEO mm-hmm. versus I make decisions through the lens of like, how does this solve these problems over here? And I think that can be useful because if you think about like being the CEO of a company, I always like joke with my clients about this. It's like, you would never go in and be like, yo, my car needs <laughs> replaced. So like, let's make more money this week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's so it would be the oddest thing ever. I mean, you'd basically get fired, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would see that as really separate. Like, you'd be making CEO decisions for the company, and then separately, personally, you'd be like, well, how are we saving for this new car or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's sort of one of the values of being not in your own business is right. that it does feel really separate. But I also think it's a helpful thought process we can bring to this one because when all that pressure gets put on Blissful Budget, it almost, like, is where the freeze comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus right. if it's like almost like – and I don't know if this feels better or worse. So this is the thing where it's like blissful budget isn't going to solve that problem right now. Like I'm going to look at that as separate. Does that feel better or does that almost feel like it takes away like the energy or excitement around it? No, it feels better to think about it that way. And it's funny, you know, making that comparison between – if this were like a corporate CEO job, (laughs) it it wouldn't matter what's going on in my personal life. That wouldn't impact the business at all. And, and I think, you know, most businesses are like that. It's, I have to make decisions for the business and then I have to make personal decisions for me. And it's funny because like with my clients and with, with money in general, I tell them to treat you know, your business money is separate than what you're paying yourself and your personal mm. money. <laughs> and mm. So it's like the same thing just with mindset around business too. So yeah, it feels it feels good to think of them separately and not that, you know, if if this happens, then I have to sacrifice, you know, the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like um we're going to figure that out, but Blitzful Budget is is here to stay either way kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Right, but it's not necessarily here to fix everything. Right, right. <laughs> Which is what's so frustrating but so good in a way, I think, because I feel like in so many aspects, like, entrepreneurship, like, makes that seem sexy. Like, your business will make you feel fulfilled and it will solve all your money issues and it will make you feel energized and it will do this and it will do this and, like, all of a sudden, like, all this pressure gets put on it mm-hmm. because it's, like, this one thing is to stick us everything versus – and I'm not saying you're necessarily doing that. I'm saying that's, like, an industry thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, versus that idea of, like, well, this thing I'm in for the long haul. Mm-hmm. So the problems that we have to solve along the way, personal or otherwise, like, we'll solve, but it doesn't necessarily, like, dictate the success or failure of the business, right? Yeah. So I really loved this conversation around seeing Blissful Budget through the CEO lens versus, you know, the solution to the personal problems and like why it serves to think of them separately. I really, really believe that 
looking at our business in this light actually takes off an amazing amount of pressure. And it's it's funny because I know that's a counterintuitive thought. Like most of us think, well, like I started this business to solve a bunch of these personal problems. And so why wouldn't I think about it like that? And I get that, I really do. However, when we're looking to the business to solve all of that on a really consistent basis and we're looking for it to happen in a specific amount of time, all of this stuff, the pressure just mounts and mounts and mounts, kind of like that all or nothing thinking we were talking about. And it can be almost impossible to see the forest through the trees, right? It's like when Rachel is in that place of like, how do I make this solve this problem in a month? She's overwhelmed, she's anxious, it's feeling intense, she's taking on pressure. When she did it in the past, she was working till 2 a.m., all this stuff, right? When we pull that back and go, of course I'm capable of solving problems over here, and of course the business is gonna contribute to that, but it's not the business's sole purpose to contribute to that in the next month or whatever. Gosh, it's amazing how much easier that gets. And that's why in some ways, nine to five jobs serve us because we don't look at them in the same way and we don't put the same amount of pressure on them. I'm certainly not suggesting one is worse or better, right? I think most of us that are entrepreneurs really believe there's magic there, but ultimately there are pieces of that nine to five thinking that certainly serve us and can be incorporated here. So I loved how this resonated for Rachel. And I think it's just a beautiful invitation for all of you that are listening to see where you can kind of separate those out a little bit, where you can look at your business through the CEO lens, look at your personal stuff through the personal lens and see how they can work together, of course, but really think about them in separate containers so that one isn't pressuring the other, influencing the other so much that it kind of sticks to you and keeps you from really moving the business forward or making those really great CEO decisions. Yeah, that that feels really good and, and very true. And I don't know, it's um, like, I feel like the last few months I've, I've been much more patient. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know with it and with the business and given myself that that freedom to let it unfold how it will without putting any constraints on it and yeah like there's no reason even if our financial situation changes that I have to change that you know I can still have the freedom and let blissful budget unfold how it will and work on it and keep it you know keep it going yeah and so that feels really good to to be able to separate the two and and know that like we'll figure out our personal stuff <laughs> and and we'll figure it out and it doesn't have to impact blissful budget. Totally. And I think what's so cool about what you said there is like if you really think about it, you know, like what you're what you're committed to in blissful budget right now is like you're doing your daily stories, you're making a few hours um, open for calls, your seeing clients and your, you know, passing stuff off to the VA basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Technically, if you absolutely needed to, you could not have the VA of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like even all of that together, we're talking like a few hours a week. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's super helpful to see there where like just what you said, which is like nothing's really going to change in terms of do I have a few hours a week? Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, I'm going to have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) But like in terms of like overall, could I keep this business moving? 
even if, you know, something happened with your husband or whatever, like you might have more time then. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> right? But regardless, I think it's very helpful to see, like, the road that I'm walking down doesn't necessarily have to change no matter what. Does that mm-hmm. feel true? Yeah. Yeah, that does feel true. That feels really good. <laughs> and also, like, at any point, I can shift it. Like, that's what's beautiful about um, what you have set mm-hmm. up with PR, too, is that at any point you can let that go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things like the PR, I have really always had the ability on that side to take as much or as little as I've wanted. And so that's sort of nice to know that, you know, I, if I need, if I need to ramp it up, I can, but it doesn't have to be at the expense of what I'm doing for blissful budget. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I proved to myself, not that it felt yeah. great, but I proved to myself that like, I can make, I mean, I had the best financial month ever in the PR business last month. So I mean, mm-hmm. if we absolutely had to, like, that's sort of where, where I would go to, to help bring in any extra income. Because I don't, you know, I don't want to get graspy on the blissful budget side and not that not to say that I wouldn't keep doing sales calls and all of that of but right. you know I know that 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 is something that I can do PR is something I can do as much or as little as I need to and it's not mm-hmm. you know that's what that business has sort of been there for <laughs> anyway mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just to generate income Yeah, totally. I think it's just remembering a little bit of both of those pieces, right? And so meaning like, it's not that it is the most ideal, but sometimes it's just good to see Mm -hmm. the options all stacked like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like, okay, like this business is really like outside of some of that. There are other options, there are other opportunities, but regardless, like I can keep committing a few hours a week to this and moving that needle forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And if it takes a little bit longer on those few hours, that's okay. If it blows up in two weeks, that's great too. Like Mm -hmm. all of that is kind of steady, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just a really, really hard mindset to kind of train yourself into to a certain extent. But it's also going to make you feel the best overall Mm -hmm. when it doesn't feel like you're in these like sprints of time where it feels like like this is working no matter what. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's what kind of hurt before you tell me if that feels true is like because it felt like stop start before. And so your mm-hmm. whole goal right now is just for that not to feel true anymore, where it just feels like we're in it till it pops sort of thing, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like it was super start stop before it was sort of like, oh, well, this didn't blow up in the six months I gave it. So now I have to stop doing it and focus full time on PR. And I don't feel like that anymore like and especially just knowing the last few months even when I have been very busy on the PR side I've been able to keep consistent you know movement and momentum in blissful budget so I know like that doesn't mean I have to shut everything down you know (laughs) shutter the windows (laughs) I can keep that going and so that feels that feels good you know knowing that that I have a good system in place too and I have the VA support and I have, you know, what I need to to keep 
that focus and that momentum going, even if I need to ramp things up a little bit on the PR side. I love that we were able to identify the difference here in Rachel thinking about this differently and that it used to be such a stop-start mentality for her and how what she's really trying to lean into now is that she's in it until it works. I really believe that this is such a key to business. I think anytime we're like, I'll try it for X and then see what happens or, you know, I'll do it for a month and then blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It really harms us. And I also think that it makes everything feel really hard. Like when we're constantly stop starting, it's so much energy to restart the momentum, right? And Rachel has really experienced that. And that's why she's gotten really tired of some of this over time because she has had to restart that momentum more times and each time it feels a little bit harder and heavier. So really switching that to I'm in it until it works is so helpful for her here, especially as life is transitioning and changing. Keeping that mindset of like blissful budget is still a thing I will spend whatever, even an hour a week on or, you know, whatever ends up working for her is really, really, really freeing in many ways because it doesn't feel like there's a point in which I have to give up on this dream or in which like it has to work or I'm out. Like it's like I will keep working at it until it works. Right. And I think that this is going to be a really important transition for her to make mindset wise that ensures that it plays out how she wants it to that ensures she still feels empowered to show up. And so if you're doing that in your own business, that stop start, if you're putting a lot of constraints around it, I really invite you into this mindset of I'm in it until it works. I promise you it will get you so much more results. And honestly, what I have seen is that it actually speeds up the process a ton too. Yeah, I think like to just step back for two seconds, I think that like it continues to be like to that question Mm -hmm. of what can I do to make this sustainable? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so when you were kind of worried about like, oh, I got a massage and then like I kind (laughs) of needed more time and all of that stuff. It's like I want you to see those moments as like those are part of what I can do to keep this sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, because that's such a different question than like, what do I do in the next month to make this happen? Right, yeah. Right, because you're always going to feel shitty that way and then it's always going to feel stop-start, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And I mean, I know if I don't feel good and if I burn myself out, then then that is going to cause things to slow down or stop or, you know, because – it's all very important. And I, I've seen in the past how if I don't take care of myself, everything else suffers. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I, I think that sustainability piece is is important. And it's, it's funny because it's hard when I'm in the moment of like getting the massage and and feeling that like pang of guilt because <laughs> I'm not, you know, using that time for something quote unquote productive <laughs> But it was productive because it was something I needed. And I needed to to get through the rest of that day and feel sustainable and, you know, and and get done what I needed to get done when I got home. I love that. Like, right? I think that's so helpful where it's just 
let's go back to that CEO example for a second. Mm-hmm. Like that CEO can't come to the office and be like, I'm stressed as fuck. Everyone mm-hmm. help me fix it, right? They got to do stuff outside of that to like manage their shit so that when they get in the business, they are good and ready to roll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So it's just like that's exactly what you need to like. Of course, you need the massage. Of course, you need downtime sometimes so that when you're in the business, you're ready. You're not like, oh my God, I can't, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so I think that idea, and you tell me if this like really is starting to land, is I think that needs to be like your guiding light right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this sustainable? Is this sustainable? Like, and then reinforcing that for yourself when you get the massage or you take a nap or whatever, like this is sustainability. This is what sustainability looks like. Mm-hmm. I love this conversation we had here and this question, and I invite every one of you that's listening to ask it, which is, what is sustainable here? And making that the filter for everything, especially in the season of life that Rachel is in. So, you know, it can be so easy to do that. It will be better when we figure out what's going on with this or when the pandemic ends or all of that kind of stuff. But it's really about creating that new normal about what is sustainable here now, right? We know that Rachel has operated in unsustainable ways in the past, which has created the stop start that we were talking about. And so the antidote to that is just consistently asking what is sustainable here. So if all of that's sustainable is she does stories, right? And offers a couple calls a week, that's fine. It truly is. That ability to stay really consistent with something will grow your business far more than trying to carve out three weeks of time where you go super, super hard and then burn out and can't sustain it. So that question, what is sustainable here, also really relates to what you're trying to create. Like, of course you want a business that's sustainable long-term, that's bringing you in the money. Like, that's why Rachel is not into PR as much because she doesn't feel that it's sustainable long-term with her life. So the fact that we are lining this up and making sure that Blissful Budget is and that we're constantly asking that question is so important. It's also what gives her permission to do the things she needed to, right, in the season of her life. Like, take the nap, go to the chiropractor, get the massage, all of those things, right? Because taking the nap creates sustainability. Taking care of your body and your baby and all of these important things is what creates sustainability in your business. If you can't do those things in favor of trying to sprint to some arbitrary finish line in your business, you will burn out and stop start every single time. So I would love to invite you to ask yourself that question as well. Maybe even do a weekly check-in around it, but like what is sustainable here being a filter for everything in your business is wildly valuable because what it gives you back is actually a sustainable business. So check in with yourself on that this week. I'm writing down, is this sustainable in all caps? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's so, it's, that feels good. I mean, that, I feel like that is so important right now, especially getting near the end um, when it is such a physical yes, thing right now. Totally. It's so important. And, you know, with my daughter, I took a whole – she was due, I think, March 21st. I didn't end up having her until the 31st. And I took all of March off with her, and it was wonderful. And I really needed that time. And so – you know, looking at my maternity leave, I'm going to 
started on September 1st, even though he's not due till the 16th, but just giving myself that like time and space to, Mm -hmm. to really take care of myself and, um, and like make sure that physically I can, I'm sustaining, you know? Yep. Totally. So I, I don't, it just, it feels good to, to think about it and frame it in that way because it is so important right now, especially when I can get so burnt out so easily and it shows up in a very physical way right now. Well, I think it's also, and you tell me if this still is true, it's kind of like where you've like, let's let's say veered off track before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like when you were doing that like work till 2 a.m. thing, like there was no way that was ever going to be like long-term sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just helpful to be like, not only like am I focusing on the right thing, but I'm solving the right problem. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like the problem of – how do I keep this going long term? How do I actually show up for this business in a way that like makes sure that it works <laughs> no matter what? Like all of that kind of stuff. Like I think there's just so much value in that for you right now um, because it also shows you that you're not falling into old patterns, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what kind of scares you is like, oh, I'll just work more. I'll just work more and you don't want to. So it's like right. when you're going through the lens of like, is this sustainable, especially once you have two, like that's every question, right? Mm-hmm. Like what can I commit to? What can I say yes to? What calls can I have open on my calendar? What's actually sustainable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's like a guiding light there. And even with the like would I work more, would I work less, like that's always going to be the question, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I know things are going to feel different and look different with a second baby. And mm-hmm. You know, both being at home right now, too, since our daughter is not going into daycare. And so I think asking that question and having that being the guiding light is going to be so helpful for for me and for, you know, my husband and I, too, because I think that's Mm -hmm. an important question on on our, you know, on the personal side, too. Like what's sustainable for for us to get through this time? I think it's really relevant to, obviously, I'm not a mom, so you tell me if this holds true, but I think it's especially relevant when it felt like, you know, like she's out of school for a while now. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, we're not in the dream phase like we were a few months ago when it was like, oh, they'll be back to school. It'll be fine. (laughs) Like it's, it's like not the vibe, not the vibe anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really important question because I think we do those things to ourselves where we're like, we'll just get through this until Mm -hmm. blank or like I'll just work till 2 a.m. until blank or I'll just work super hard until September, whatever that is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think just really cool to be in that spot where you're like, I'm just like not going to sacrifice myself anymore, but I'm going to work as much as I can and in the best way that I can, but it like, it has to be sustainable. Like, I can't keep pretending that, like, it will get better when dot, 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 right? <laughs> right, right. No, that that feels so true. And especially, you know, we, we don't know when things are going to get better, especially in Georgia. And I know <laughs> you in Florida, like, we don't right. know when cases are going to go down. We don't know when it's going to be safe to send her back to daycare. Like, so we just really have to create a new normal for ourselves and, and figure out, you know, what is sustainable. Cause 
I think when when it all felt like, oh, well, this will be done. We were so silly. Like in March, we thought like, oh, by <laughs> September, things will be or by the summer, things will be back to normal. And yep. here we are. Totally what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> totally what I thought. <laughs> it's like I thought like July for sure. Like no way <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't be back to normal by July, right? Yeah, I thought so too. And here we are in July and it's actually worse. <laughs> Right, right. In March and April, when things felt so scary and bad, and so it's like, it's like, okay, we gotta just figure out how we're gonna how we're gonna move forward. Just thinking that this is how it's gonna be for for the long term, and so I think sustainability is so important because of that. So that's really helpful. So good. Okay, so let's talk about that in terms of what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. So, like, does does if we run it all through that filter, like is the daily stories, is the recording an extra story, is the writing content, like is all of that sustainable where we're at? Or if you're being honest, are you like, it's just not, like I'm making it happen, but it's like really not sustainable? Like what comes up there? No, I think all of that is sustainable, especially with the VA's help. Yeah. You know, the challenge, I really want to do it. <laughs> It's like, it's been hard and it might just be because of this week and because, you know, I have been in pain. I'm going to see my chiropractor tomorrow, so I'm hoping she's going to help too. Mm -hmm. But I think having that, like, I forget now what week we said we were going to do it. Like next, the 27th, I think is when we said yeah. we were going to run the challenge. And that right now doesn't feel like it's going to happen because I haven't had a chance yet to get the things together that I need to get together to hand over to the VA. And I don't want to hand it to her last minute. So she's having to like super hustle and struggle around mm -hmm. that. So I think that's sort of the piece right now that's feeling a little hard. All right. Well, let me give you two thoughts there. Okay. The first is you're gonna you're gonna eye roll me. <laughs> you also have this tendency to caretake that we know about. So <laughs> yeah. let's not make a decision for the VA. That's true, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it, that might be true. Like she yeah. might be like, yeah, that's honestly gonna stress me the f out. And then you're like, cool, good to know. But like you can like good rule of thumb is just always just ask her. Yeah. Yeah. Right? She might be like, oh, my God, I totally have the time. Like, let me just help you. Of course. True. <laughs> right? So so that's a good one to sit with where it's like we can totally move it. There's nothing wrong with you moving it. Nothing. But you don't want to do it based on your assumption that she might be stressed out. Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does. And it's like just helpful to see there where it can it – can, totally wait if it needs to wait. And it doesn't always have to if you ask the right question. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that does. So what I think might be helpful here is to just have a conversation with her first. Like, hey, I've been behind this week. Like, what's the drop dead date you would need stuff by to execute it mm -hmm. by this date? And then you either get it to her by then or you go, hey, we're moving it. So I know I've said this before and I'll say it again, but we are going to constantly be coming back to this caretaking piece for Rachel because the more we can identify it, the easier 
she can shift it and the more it doesn't kind of run the show, right? And you can see how interesting it is here to notice with the, even her VA, she's really quick to kind of go into that caretaking mode, right? Where she assumes it would be a burden for it to be late getting them the challenge stuff or it would be a burden to move it or all of these things. Like there's such a big assumption. There's so much caretaking going on there, right? And again, I think we're just so used to doing this as women. And so just catching those moments of it is really important. Like, oh wait, I didn't even ask. I'm just making an assumption. I'm just trying to caretake here right? Versus like, I could just ask. It's kind of like the call thing. I don't need to caretake that person and assume they don't want to call. I can just ask if they want it, right? And so it's the difference between asking and forcing. Of course, she's not saying to her VA, you must have it done by this day or you're fired. No, never. She's just saying, hey, what would this look like for you? Would this be feasible? I personally do this with my team all the time. It's always a question though. It's not, you must get this done. It's like, hey, in an ideal world, this would be done by the state. Like, can that happen or can it not? Either way, it's all good. So I just really wanted to point this out because if you're listening to this and really resonating with that caretaking piece, it's so easy to see how it seeps into team. And the way to solve that is really to just keep asking and to be in acceptance of whatever the answer is on the other side, right? But don't put yourself in a place where you're trying to caretake so much and mind read so much that you don't even ask and that you make it all your problem. Right, Rachel is kind of making this her all her problem versus asking the person she pays to support her and help her solve problems if they can. So notice that in your own business, take a check in there with yourself and your own team and really just see how our patterns continue to play out. Even if caretaking isn't the one that resonates for you, it's just helpful to see how our patterns tend to seep in everywhere. The more we notice them, the more we can shift them. That feels good. And, you know, obviously just give her the permission to be fully honest. Like, hey, I'm good either way. Like, you just let me know, like, what's the drop dead date. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be good just to ask her. <laughs> it's, it's so, so funny simple. what our brains do, right? I know. That's why we have coaching. Because yeah. it's like our brains will just lie to us all day long and be like, you absolutely cannot stress her out, right? And right. it's like, yeah, no, totally. But we could just ask her. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so funny. It's like, uh, or my brain makes it so complicated. <laughs> it's like, just ask her. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I can just do that. <laughs> totally. And listen, it's new, right? Like, mm -hmm. you haven't had a, that support in a, in a while. So yeah. it's good to just, like, be reminded of that sometimes. But um, then you'll know, right? Like you'll either be like, okay, the date she said, there's just no way. So I'm definitely moving it. Or like, actually the date she said, like, that's totally doable at this point. Like we'll move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds good. Also, I think another piece here that comes up for me a little bit is sometimes when we get on a track, like IE, I'm going to run this challenge or whatever it is, we almost think like my results are on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like versus remembering, like I could sign two clients, whatever, in the meantime. It mm -hmm. Like there's no like fast track on that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's a little bit of it here where it's not like, don't feel like what you're doing is putting off clients. Mm -hmm. You could get a client today. Right. You have right. that call this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What comes up for you there? 
No, I think I think that's definitely what I was doing also with the challenge is like, oh, well, I need to run this so I can generate some more leads and some more calls and get more clients signed. But yeah, I mean, it. I could book two more clients and I've got a call tomorrow with with her. And so, yeah, it feels good to know like that my results aren't aren't put on hold just if I because of the challenge and I've seen, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I'm doing all the things like I'm being consistent on stories and I'm being consistent with my content and actually getting engagement with my content, which is really great. Mm -hmm. And so like seeing those, those things that are moving the needle, you know, helps, helps me reframe that with the challenge of like, I don't have to do it. Like clients will still come regardless Mm -hmm. of if I run the challenge or not. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, there is nothing more helpful than that thought process for you right now because your your hack right now is really going to be using mindset to kind of leverage all of this, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> totally. We're not going to like be like, let's add on 12 strategies at this point. Like that's so unsustainable. Yeah. Yeah. But the the thing that is sustainable is being like, I'm I'm getting calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, my stories are the bomb. Like, people are definitely going to show up and engage with me from this. I'm going to get calls just because my content is engaged and awesome. Like, really playing with those little pieces all day is such a leverageable opportunity right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where you're going to just have to believe that what you're doing is working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, like, funny to say, right? Because it's, like, that's where we all get stuck sometimes that it's, like, your real opportunity here is like to believe this is enough without the challenge, without anything else. Like this is it, this is enough Mm -hmm. and it will work. Yeah. Is totally your, your game here. Does that feel true? Yeah, that does feel true. And I mean, I even remember last week when we talked about, you know, when you said, I think what you're doing is working. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. It is working. And so it's reminding myself that, that like, what I'm doing is working and is enough and is creating momentum. And I think it's super cool to see that to a certain extent, too, right? Where it's like, all I've done is like, record a two minute video every day. Mm hmm. And write a little bit of content and like, I got a client. I have another call coming up. I have things in the works like for just a couple minutes a day, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's pretty amazing, right? That is. Yeah. (laughs) It is pretty amazing to see. It doesn't always feel like that in the moment because it feels like you're thinking about it all the time and it's Mm -hmm. intense and there's pressure and all this stuff. But when you kind of like really boil it down to like, oh, wait, that's actually pretty freaking cool. Like, I write some content, I record a couple of videos, and, like, I get clients, mm-hmm. I get calls. Mm-hmm. What's funny? Are you like, oh, my God, that's so silly? Or- no, it's so – it's true. And But it's funny because in the moment, I don't always feel like that. Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. oh, well, what else should I be doing? And But I have to remind myself of, like, all the things that that have come so far because of it. And so – you know, just by showing up consistently and and by doing what I'm doing, it's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I I think it's the like I I just need that constant reminder of like, yes, this is working. 
Because mm-hmm. I'll go in the place of like, well, it doesn't look like this. You know, it doesn't look mm-hmm. like what I thought it would look like. But it, mm-hmm. you know, just because it looks one way for one person doesn't mean that's what it's going to look like for everybody. And so it's just recognizing like it's working and it's unfolding how it needs to. I've said it before and I will say it again, but mindset is so often our absolute biggest leverage opportunity. So especially when you're short on time, mindset really can be the magic. So Rachel is really short on time right now. She's needing a lot of extra rest and self-care. Of course she is. She's about to have a baby, right? And she's having all the physical experience of that. However, mindset is that one thing that we can keep coming back to even when we're resting, when we're showering, when we're brushing our teeth, when we're doing our dishes and we're just laying down. Like that's why I love mindset work because it really can overlap with all the other things we're doing. It doesn't have to be something additional on our plate. So Rachel may only have less than an hour a day to contribute to Blissful Budget right now. That's okay as long as she's keeping her mindset really beautifully in check around what that means, right? If what's happening is that she's contributing that time to Blissful Budget, but her mind is saying, this isn't gonna work, this isn't enough, you're not doing enough, that experience is gonna play itself out. If she contributes that time and she's saying to herself, I really believe in this, I'm so proud of what I've created, I see how this is working, I see how these DMs are translating to calls and calls are translating to clients and I see it and I feel it and I'm in that energy, I promise you she will have an entirely different experience just like we all do. So if you're really strapped for time right now, if you're feeling frustrated that you quote unquote aren't doing enough in your business, Let me tell you that the win there is not necessarily to figure out how you can do a lot more. The win there is for you to figure out how to leverage your mindset. So I really, really want that to be a huge takeaway from this, that I believe mindset is the biggest impactor of success. I think most of the people I work with that are experiencing that success would agree. And I think the beautiful part about it is that it does not always require extra time in our day. So if you are in a position similar to Rachel, I really, really invite you to look at this in your own life and business and see how you can use mindset as your biggest leverage opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I love that. And and again, like that's that's your opportunity right now is to keep reinforcing that belief. Like if that's all you did every day was reinforce the belief that like my stories are enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's working. Mm-hmm. like really, really, really impactful opportunity versus like, what else should I be doing? What else should I be doing? I need to be doing more. Like it, it's as simple as shifting those thoughts a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So good. And like, you know, that's the thing you can do when your hips hurt and shit. And you're like, I can't <laughs> do anything else but sit here and tell myself good thoughts. <laughs> yes. That's a good right? point. Yes. I think my body is just telling me to carve out time to do mindset work. <laughs> yeah, of course. That, that has to be the sign here, right? Yeah, totally. You like how we like shift that to make it work. But I think it's true to yeah. a certain extent. It's like when we're in challenging situations where we don't have a lot of time or don't have a lot of physical ability or energy or all those things, like the one thing we always have is choose our thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That's so true. I think that's just cool to remember here where it's like when you're 
in a place where you're feeling like, oh man, should I be like getting this massage or should I be resting? You're like, of course I should be. And I'm going to like think really exceptional thoughts while I do it. Like (laughs) that's sustainable. That's leveraging your time. Like we don't need you to be like running around and doing all these things and whatever. You know what I mean? Like this is really, this is really the thing. Definitely. Yeah. That feels good. (laughs) <laughs> so good. I'm so proud of you. You really are doing amazing. You're managing so, so, so much right now. So really keep giving yourself credit. Thank you. Thank you You're so, so much. You're so welcome. Keep me posted in Basecamp. Let me know how this feels and we'll just keep practicing running everything through that Perfect. thought process. You'll talk to the VA and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. Beautiful. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.